G'day, you're listening to the Virtual Staff Room and this is episode 43, The Global Village. Hi there, thanks for joining us. My name is Chris Betcher. Uh, At my school, we're about to embark on a project with our Year 5 students where they do a thematic unit on Indonesia. And they do this every year. um, And they learn all about Indonesian culture and food and, uh, you know, transport and everything else. And um, this year, we're taking a slightly different approach to it. And and one of the the things that I think is really important that I've uh, got the teachers doing this year is connecting to an Indonesian school using Skype. So amongst other things they're doing, uh, I'm really keen for our kids to have conversations with Indonesian kids one-on-one where they can ask questions and talk about the culture. And I think that one-on-one connection is really, really important. Uh, I managed to hook up with a uh, a fabulous Indonesian teacher, Endom Palupe, uh, who teaches in a little village whose name escapes me right now. But uh, she does these wonderful things with Skype with her kids and she has done for a few years now. And she's agreed to uh, to do a project with our kids. Anyway, in the process of planning something with her the other day, uh, she introduced me over Skype to uh, this guy called um, John Warnkin. And John lives in Florida. And, um, you know, she said, oh, John's online, meet John. So we said hello. And John then contacted me on Skype uh, last night and said uh, that he was just had a write-up about himself in the paper, uh, the local paper. They were doing a story on some of the stuff he's doing with kids. And... We got talking about that and I thought it was such a fantastic story. I said, can you have a chat with me right now? Let's record it and let's podcast it. I'll let John tell the story for himself, but it is quite kind of fascinating when age and experience starts to put some of that into helping kids understand the world better. So here we go. So I'm talking today to John Warnkin from Florida. G'day, John. G'day, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. And John, uh, we're just going to have a quick chat about your use of Skype because I think it's quite fascinating what you're doing um, as, uh, I guess, uh, can I use the term senior citizen? Is that okay? Yep. I've officially become a senior citizen. <laughs> and uh, and the great work that you're doing with uh, talking to kids all around the world with Skype. And so we'll hear about some of that. I started using Skype when Skype first came on the market, really. Uh-huh. Come, I got into It's come a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> it, it has come a long way. Um, it's now all over Oprah Winfrey and CNN and all the news broadcasts are using it. But a lot of teachers like yourself uh, were early adapters, you know, making use of the technology. Yep, yep. Definitely. And also... I think Australia was really out in the uh, in the forefront because your country's so spread out. You all are pretty wired tech- technologically, and because uh, I've talked to a lot of Aussies over the years, so yeah, we're so far away from everything. We tend to leverage a lot of these distance technologies pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, gosh, over ten years ago now, we were using a thing called CUC Me, which is a very very early form of the video conferencing over IP. Um, yeah. We're working with kids in uh, Chicago and uh, Chicago and Tokyo, which was pretty cool back in the day. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. Hmm. So, so what's the deal? So you you uh, you're retired? Did I hear? Did I read? No, I'm not retired. Uh, I uh, I have a small computer business and I teach um, locally uh, basic computer lessons for seniors at the uh, okay. 
we have a senior center. Well, we have five senior centers in the county where I live. And I started volunteering teaching over there about five years ago. And what happened in one of my computer classes one day is I was teaching them to use Skype. And I had a, uh, a guy from China that came on Skype and wanted to know, could he talk to some Americans? Right, right. So, so I introduced my class to this uh, Chinese uh, college student. And two things happened. Number one, the, uh, the Chinese student was just overwhelmed by the fact that he got to talk to not one American, <laughs> but six Americans with different accents, male, female. And he was just overwhelmed. He'd never had an experience like that. Yep. And he was so nice and he was so polite to my group of seniors Then. They got so excited about learning because they were talking to somebody 10,000 miles away that was interested in hearing them speak. And all they had to do was talk. <laughs> and that sort of got me on the idea of tutoring English. And I, I actually started out in China and I, I went everywhere. Well, not everywhere in China that you can go, but so many places in China, I lost count. And... Um, I joined this uh, language learning website, italki, which is actually based in Shanghai, and it's run by um, uh, a Chinese-American named um, uh, uh, Kevin Chin, who's from Houston, Texas, but he, he lives in Shanghai, and he started italki. And anyway, after I joined italki, the... Uh, you, you know, you put up your profile. Well, Indon, Indon Palupe from Pakalagan, Indonesia, contacted me and wanted me to help her teach her students in a public school. This was about four years ago. And Indon and I have worked together very, very closely. We've done everything from teach her students in her high school class live in the classroom She's introduced me to the mayor of Pakalagan, to the school superintendent of Pakalagan. I gave the commencement uh, address in her high school graduation one year That's using good. Skype. I was on a live radio call-in show for eight weeks doing an hour and a half worth of call-ins where hundreds of people were trying to, to call a radio station and talk to me. I've been written up in the paper over there several times. And um, the uh, we we actually got the uh, the founder of Italki, Kevin Shin, to do a radio broadcast with us uh, live on the radio, and he blogged about it on his Italki website. And then we also had Ann Mercha from Australia do mm -hmm. a live yeah, show, and Ann wrote about it in her blog. And then I got I got profiled on the Oprah Angel Network here in the United States, and they you have they wrote about. Guy. I'm telling you, <laughs> and uh, and Don has been sort of the motivating force behind you know making a, a lot of this happen because most of the time when I was trying to do this. I was teaching other teachers. I was teaching ESL teachers in various countries. But I wasn't getting down to the student level, into the you know public school system. Right, right. 
part of this had to do with uh, the fact that the students themselves were too, uh, too shy, too reluctant to speak. Particularly in China, they have a lot of cultural issues about making mistakes, so they're very reluctant to say anything. Yes, yeah. Um, but um, uh, in Indonesia, there are no rules over there. And uh, Indan just took her laptop into the classroom and opened it up, and next thing I knew, I had students lined up waiting to talk to me. And I had the blessing of the school board, the superintendent of schools, the principals. I mean, they were begging me to literally, they wanted me to move over there. <laughs> and That's a great uh, story. I, you know, I'm, I'm a quote non-teacher and, you know, I'm not in the educational setting that you're in, but I have a lot of teaching background and in order to do all of these things, we had to employ a lot of technology because we were communicating 10,000 miles away and we were using email, FTP file transfers. We were uh, using the um, uh, screen sharing capabilities that Skype came out with later. We were using uh, a variety of ways to transfer files back and forth. We started um, recording the audio sessions using a call recorder software program that I actually helped a, a Ukrainian firm develop for this purpose. Mm -hmm. I think that's um, what I'm recording you with right now. Uh, I got, you know, deeply involved in, in you know, in the technology portion and, for example, when you're language tutoring, you will get questions many times about the colloquialisms and various things that, you know, that people don't understand. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I was talking to a, um, to a Chinese Ph.D., actually. She's a, she's a doctor at a university in China, and she was reading an article in the Reader's Digest – and the article was about a pickup truck that was hauling a RV. And the first question she asked me is, what's, what's a pickup? Oh, okay. No, what's a what's pickup? A, right, what's right. a pickup? Okay. And, you know, I had no words to explain that. So what I had to do was go find a picture <laughs> of a pickup truck, and I sent it to her via file transfer. Yep. And then the next question was, what's an RV? And that was like, oh, my God, there's so many different types of RVs. And, you know, you, you have to – these are not dictionary definitions. You know, you, you, you have to use visual aids. And so while I was talking to her, I went to Google. I did my search. I downloaded the file, and then, you know, I, I captured it, and then I sent it to her via Skype's file transfer. And we were able to continue the conversation without, you know, missing a beat. But you learn to be very fast and very good. Then the other thing that you get into is language translation. But anyway, uh, you know, this, this whole business is very uh, addictive to me, and I've, I've had a great deal of enjoyment, uh, you know, at working with the kids, working with the various teachers around the world. Yeah, I can imagine it must be really rewarding. And and you say you you're now getting other people involved in this. How many how many people have you got on board to try and be part of it? Well, so far, I mean, I'm just 
in in the process of trying to recruit some more people. Um, they read an article in the paper today. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got my phone number in there, and I'm contacting uh, some other local uh, resources, schools, colleges, uh, Christian radio broadcasts, things like that. Um, but it's you know it's been very difficult to get people in the United States involved. Uh, I've had numerous, you know, uh, other country contacts that we've managed to coordinate over the over the time, but uh, getting getting an interest here in the United States has been difficult. That's interesting. Um, Why do you think that is? That's, that's I'm curious. About. Uh, you, you know, I. I I, I, I really don't have an answer for the question. I have contacted numerous public schools and made my plea, and they all just kind of say it's not within the scope of what we're going to do and we can't fit it into the program or we've got our own this or, you know, we're afraid we've got to get board approval or parent parental approval I, I i don't know the united states has got so many uh bureaucratic restrictions within the the public school system <laughs> i know many so, who agree with you yes and uh with me since i am completely and totally outside of the system then i don't have any restrictions i can do what i want and therefore i have done what i wanted and you know it hasn't been in a bad way i've simply contacted these uh you know, schools and students. And, you know, there's a huge underground of educators out there that are doing this. I mean, people don't realize how many uh, educators are out there, you know, plugging away, you know. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of break that barrier because you really, if I tell you about it, you don't quite understand it until you've actually done it. Now, if I can get you to sit down and get involved and show you, then you kind of get, you know, the feel for this. Mm. So, uh, but, you know, uh, it's like any teacher. uh, You have to have it, it, you know, you have to have that teaching spirit. You know, Mm. you don't teach because you're making a lot of money. You teach because you love it or because you enjoy, you know, helping. Um, Scott just recently, I think last week or the week before, launched their uh, education service. I think it's just education.skype.com where they're building a database of schools or individuals around the world who want to connect uh, and and use Skype for this education kind of purpose. So that might be something you can uh, take a look at. That's that's a good resource and I wasn't... um, uh, I haven't been paying that close of attention. A few... Well, a couple of years back, I was actually talking to the Skype PR people about some of these things and they took some of my input and I still have contact with them if I if I so desire but Skype has gotten so big so fast and there's so many things going on that you know this is really small potatoes um, but um, there's so many things Every you can do with helps, Skype. Mate. Every potato helps. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But there's there's so many things that you can do. Now, the the most interesting of everything that we did using Skype was doing the group Skype calls. Yep. And you can do six, eight, ten, twelve people in a group call, 
And what I would do is I would conference in people from around the world. Uh, and we would have six or eight at a time. If you do more than that, it gets too confusing. But, uh, we would do people from, you know, six or eight different parts of the world, different time zones, different cultures. And when we would all talk and listen and, you know, interact, it was just an amazing experience to, for everybody involved. And uh, we, we recorded these conversations. And, I mean, I still have people, you know, uh, talk about this. In fact, Ann Mercha was, was a party to this, and she blogged about it. And uh, it, it's just an amazing experience uh, because you can use the technology to conference in people. And, and as well, you can, you can call people on their landlines or uh, cell phones and conference them in. I used to conference my mother in, who's never had a computer and never, is never going to have one, but I'd call her on the phone, and then I would conference her in to uh, my group around the world. She yeah. was just flabbergasted. She just loved it, you know. I've Skyped my mother into into classrooms a few times now too. <laughs> and you know, there there, uh, the people say, "Well, I can't do that." Well, yes, you can. Can you answer the phone and can you talk? Yeah, you know, that's it, exactly right. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's a great experience, and you just have to uh, you just have to do it. I think I think there's too much overemphasis in Skype on using the video capabilities because yeah, I agree. even though I absolutely agree with you there because video is great but video was going to screw up your call yep. because of the bandwidth issues and because of the fact that a lot of these developing countries are using much lower bandwidth Skype's capabilities work very well the call quality is excellent but when you throw in the video capability now you're now you're subject to losing the whole call in the middle of the session no i'm with you i think i think voice on its own can be extremely powerful i don't think you need the video for most of this stuff no because you're constant you're supposed to be concentrating on language and listening and uh video is a distraction Mm. And uh, so uh, I think there's way too much emphasis on the video part. But, um, I mean, you can do video one-on-one if you want to. And, and now Skype has group video conferencing. But I can only imagine how much bandwidth that group video conferencing is going to take. Mm. And um, But anyway, it's, it's a wonderful experience. It's just something that you have to be sort of taken by the hand and shown. And then once you get the, the idea... You know, yep. and I'm 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 very impressed with Australia's, uh, you know, capabilities and the things that you all are doing. It's wonderful. Yeah, we try. <laughs> uh, you're doing a great job. You really are. Thanks, mate. Well, it's it's great to talk to you. I really appreciate the time you've given me. Um, and I I think I read in the in the news article you flipped me on that uh, on that story. Uh, you are 58, I think you said. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm 58. Well, good on you. So I'm I'm not a I'm not a youngster, and I didn't just start this. I I, I started over 20 years ago. Sure. Uh, so I I know a little bit about what's going on. It really throws out that argument about the whole uh, the debate about the digital natives versus the digital immigrants, and you know when you base that on age, it's such a it's such a nonsense, really. You know, age has nothing to do with it at all. Well, it it it, it has to do with your interest, but. Uh, 
when you're when you're dealing with older people that have not been introduced to the technology, you have to find something that's very interesting for them to do for them to overcome the difficulties in learning. Yeah. And uh, they learn differently than children do. Children are, are like little sponges. They suck up all your knowledge and, and learn it in one setting a lot of times. Older, older people, they, it takes a lot more repetition, a lot more uh, uh, practice. And so they get frustrated if they're, they're not learning it the first or second go round, And so you gotta, you gotta give them a reason to come back and try. And, and, uh, so it's, it's a different teaching experience. You're teaching younger people. I'm teaching older people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, they're not dumb. They just learn differently. Mm. So well, that's an interesting observation. But, All right, mate. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for talking. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. And uh, I will post, when you get this up, I'll post this on my, my website. And I've enjoyed this very much. I think that's a great story. And what I love most about it is that John's really identified that there are all these kids around the world who don't speak English who would desperately love to practice their English with somebody. And there's these uh, you know older members of our community uh, who have time on their hands and who would love to speak to someone. And the idea of connecting the two up is just a you know a wonderfully brilliant idea. So good luck with that, John. Hope it all goes well. Uh, thanks for listening. My name is Chris Betcher. You have been listening to The Virtual Staff Room.